you're going to need to get on the same page when it comes to night routine, morning routine, who's going to pick up, who's going to drop off, how you're going to handle school reports, how you're going to handle early releases, all those things are things that we need to consider. <laughs> how, who's going to help with homework? Who's going to help with different things? I'm Rachel. And I'm Marcela. And you're listening to the Parenting with Understanding podcast. We are parenting coaches who have helped millions of parents like you all over the world go from feeling isolated and hopeless, unable to break the cycle of permissive or punitive parenting, to feeling confident in parenthood and connected to their children's needs. Hello, Cycle Breaker. Welcome to September. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Marcella. I'm so happy to be back. Yes, so this is a big season for us parents. Back to school is here. The twins started first grade. <laughs> for me, it's surreal, like knowing that I had this tiny baby six years ago, and now they're in first grade. <laughs> so, yes, back to school season, back to our intention of this is the second half of the year. We're going to finish it strong. We're going to reach our our goals, our personal goals, and our parenting goals as well, right? We can yeah. break our cycle, and we can do it in this next half of the year. Yes, absolutely. That's really exciting to think about. I hear your little ones in the background today, so are you have them home today, right? Yes, yeah, so today's Friday, and they don't have a school today. They don't have school, so they're in the background. They've been playing with each other for the last hour, and I haven't heard no conflict. <laughs> doesn't mean there won't be conflict, but most of the time they play really well together. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like that all the time, though. Okay, so this episode, we're going to talk about how to get on the same page in the start of the school year with your spouse. And if you have a partner or spouse, this episode is going to be for you because you're going to need to get on the same page when it comes to night routine, morning routine, Who's going to pick up? Who's going to drop off? How you're going to handle school reports? How you're going to handle early releases? All those things are things that we need to consider. <laughs> how, who's going to help with homework? Who's going to help with different things? So yes, yeah, it's, a, it's a, a new topic that Brian and I, my husband and I, are exploring because the twins just started first grade. And it's something else that it requires a lot of like, okay, let's let's talk about this and let's work through this together. <laughs> yeah. So that's going to be the episode for, for today. And the rest of the month, we're going to be touching on this topic of back to school, homework, all those things. So uh, I encourage you to come back to the Parenting with Understanding podcast and keep listening to the episodes. So Marcella, I am curious as a mom who has not entered this season yet, but is about a year away from entering this season, what are some of the primary things that you have noticed that you and Brian have had to get on the same page about? Okay, so the very first thing is to get on the same page on the style or the method of learning that you're that you and your children uh, and your spouse are comfortable with your kids going to. So, a uh, Montessori school, traditional school, charter school. What kind of learning environment do you want your children to be in? 
in our case, it was kind of a little forced <laughs> because we love Montessori. And we heard a Montessori school. We liked it. However, the only thing that we were like, I don't know about this, that they have kids different ages in one room. And I know that they don't uh, divide children in grades. So we were kind of like wondering about that. At the same time, we, we liked it. The only thing was the tuition, man. <laughs> the tuition. <laughs> $30,000 per child, and we have twins. So we, we couldn't afford it. We couldn't afford it, and that's when I decided that was for preschool. And that's when I decided, okay, I'm just going to do preschool at home, the Montessori way. And I went through the Montessori book camp in HIC Parenting, and that helped a lot. But then we sent the twins to public school. A matter of fact, we moved to the, this neighborhood because we wanted to place the twins in that particular public school that is in Phoenix is number one public school. So we were fortunate to be able to afford the neighborhood. <laughs> um, we moved here and then now they're going there. The other thing is, for me, it, it was really, really important. Like one of the type priorities, even higher than academics for me is how is the social environment? What is the discipline policy in the school? How do they handle big emotions? How do they handle behaviors? What is the management, the classroom management policy? And then again, we were fortunate enough that this school is certified in conscious discipline, which is basically parenting with understanding. And they accommodate to special needs. One of my twins, he has SPD, sensory processing disorder. And in the classroom, there is a calm down corner <laughs> with headphones, with fidget tools, with different things that kids with different needs can use. Um, and all the teachers are certified in conscious discipline. So for us, that's a big reliever. Gosh, I mean, I, thinking about that, I would feel so much more comfortable as a parent sending my daughter to an environment like that. And that's actually a conversation that I had with Jason just a few weeks ago um, because we were kind of looking at potentially starting her in homeschool. And um, I posted in a local homeschooling mom's group and they all told me they really brought me a lot of comfort and peace because they said, oh, she's only three. You still have plenty of time right now. Just read, read a lot, read a lot of books. And she'll learn through play at this stage. So that's, true. that's what we've been doing. And um, she has finally developed this incredible interest for books. From the time she was itty bitty to now, she would sit down for about 10 seconds and then be like, I'm bored with this. Let's go. Let's move. Let's, let's go play something. But she will sit for an entire book or two or three now. And that just fills my cup as a mama. But it was really comforting to hear that I don't have to start yet. But then also I told Jason, you know, if I put her in a school, the disciplinary style is very important to me. I don't necessarily expect all of her teachers to do what I do at home necessarily, but I want them to understand that behavior is communication. I want them to right. have that foundation, you know? Um, yeah. So I, I love that you guys have found a place like that. Yes. Okay, I am curious if you and Brian have established a good morning routine. Does Is Brian willing to help, first of all? I know that that, I think I already know the answer to that because I know, I know Brian, but I, 
I want to know if he, if he's willing to help with the morning routine, first of all, and what you guys have established. Okay, so when it comes to getting on the same page for us, there's been a little stickier because we need to kind of uh, juggle both of us the morning responsibilities while taking care of the twins. Brian needs to go to work. I'm getting ready to to start work as well, and we have together to get the twins ready, get them ready to to go to school. So we agreed in the beginning, in the very beginning, that uh, Brian would take care of the school lunches. He would pack the lunches. He would pack the backpacks, put them in the car, and I would take care of the rest, right? When it comes to the twins don't need help to get ready at this point, but at least just to remind them to be there, to guide them through, and then to to put them in the car <laughs> or to have them get go to the car. But the, then there's, there's been friction. <laughs> there's been friction. Kind of comforting to hear that. Okay, I'm sure our listeners are like, tell us about the friction because same, same, same. Brian and I are on the same page when it comes to discipline, when it comes to parenting style, and that's very important, right? Because there are other things that you're going to have friction, that you're not going to be agreeing. And if at least you are on the same page on the core of your parenting, that's very important. And if you are not, HIC Parenting has a workshop. It's called the On the Same Page Workshop, where Rachel, her husband, Brian, and I came together to walk you through the steps on how to get on the same page based on research. Brian is a counselor. Rachel and I are parenting coaches. And Jason, he's a former... Mm, non-gentle parent who was who had to get on the same page with Rachel so he's talking from his experience as well so if you want to access this workshop just open the description of this episode and it's there so number one we were on the same page on the core but there were other things that created friction so I have ADHD and what does it mean my executive functioning skills are less than Brian's And it created a lot of anxiety for him to see that it was almost time to go to school. And I was still very behind when it came to my portion of of, of my role of helping the twins go to the car. So we agreed that he would pack the lunches and put them in the car and pack the things in the car. And then he saw me. I mean, people, would, my mom would call dragging my feet, but no, I was, I, I struggle <laughs> to manage my time. And he would try to come in. And then this is how I felt. I felt that he was interfering or he was controlling my job, my role, my, like, we already agreed on this. Like, what are you doing here? <laughs> and then many times, there were a few times that, we didn't have arguments because we don't argue, uh, but we had disagreements of Brian, like, this is my part. This is my job. And he would say like, but you guys are already late. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so let me carry that consequence. But that's, I want to feel capable and I want to feel that I can do it. So it did create friction. So how did we solve it? We had a conversation outside of the moment. And I encourage you, if you do have friction with your spouse, to have a conversation outside of the moment where you're not rushed and when you're not anxious, when your spouse is not rushed and anxious. And he helped me set up a system that worked for me. And we haven't been late. <laughs> like we were late a lot. <laughs> now we haven't been late. 
And I see that he's a little more relaxed with that. That's incredible. And so encouraging for, I'm sure, so many of our listeners, because back to school, it's just that getting back into the routine. I have gotten so many messages from parents begging me to help them through scenarios. And I've, I've been, you know, committing some of my recent content to the topics that are being asked in, in private messages and stuff. And um, I think that that what you just, that little tidbit that you just gave parents is going to be huge for them to be able to talk and say, okay, how can we work together? How can we be team? How can we model teamwork to our children and help each other in our weaknesses? You know, that's really what marriage is all about in the first place is helping each other in in your weaknesses, you know, because we're each strong in different areas. And, And you know something, your children sense when you're not on the same page and the twins sense that. And this is what happened. They sensed that Brian was trying to come in, that, he, that he, they sensed that disagreement, and then they fed up on that. They, they were stalling morning routine even more, trying to keep daddy home as long as they could because, oh, if I stole morning routine and daddy stays helping mommy, I don't want daddy to go away. I want daddy and mommy to stay. So I'm going to stall morning routine even more, and it was even more of a problem with the twins like it just made things worse not having friction in front of them yeah something that I have been been seeing lately from parents um, in messages and comments and I'm curious to know what you and Brian have established is the after school and evening routine as well because I understand that children come home, especially in the first few weeks of school, and they are acting out more. They're very dysregulated. And a lot of parents see that as bad behavior, or they see that and and want to put an end to it. So what would be your advice to the parents who are looking at that after-school dysregulation and wanting to put an end to it quickly. Are they understanding it correctly or is there maybe a maybe something else going on? Oh, we have a lot of, not a lot, but quite a few after school, first week after school meltdowns, especially with S-A-N-T-I. I don't want to say the name <laughs> because he's here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... When I pick them up, Brian is already at work, so it's just me handling the behavior. Um, and I completely understand, like, <laughs> six hours in school trying to hold it in because he doesn't even know the teacher yet to be comfortable to say, I'm sensory overloaded, can I have a break? He still doesn't have the relationship and trust to ask for that kind of help from the teacher. That brings up a good point right there, that... The child can have the skill set, but they also have to have the relational yes. trust to yes. use those skills. Yes. So we can be doing all of this work at home, and then we send them to school, and they act out at school, or they act out whenever they get back to us. Maybe they bottle it all up while they're at school, yeah. but then they get back to us, and then it's just like chaos. And I think that parents tend to take that personally. And it's really not a personal thing. It is, it's a trust. It, like they, they're coming back. I don't know if that, 
They're coming back to safety. They're coming back to the environment that they feel the most comfortable letting it all out. So uh, yeah, that, that brings up a good point that they can, they can have those skills at school and still not tell the teacher yet because they haven't built the relational safety. Not yet. I've seen in kindergarten that they love their kindergarten teacher. And then after a few weeks, S-A-N-T-I started trusting her to tell her he needed a break. And then she started working with him and I saw the behaviors decrease. But now he doesn't have that trust with the new teacher. And matter of fact, she broke her leg. So she's been out of school and they've had different substitute teachers coming in. And the behaviors at home have been right after school behaviors have increased, even with M-I-G-U-E-L. <laughs> hey. I can spell it because they're right next to me. <laughs> Do they know how to spell their names? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious how you are handling those behaviors by yourself, because I'm sure that there are a lot of moms in the same position, maybe even some dads too, that their spouse is the one that's working. So for a few hours, they're handling it on their own. So I have two questions. One, what are some things that you're doing to help your children settle down and feel connected and safe with you when you're on your own? And then when Brian comes home, what does the nighttime routine look like where you guys are creating safety for them? Okay. The first one, Again, you have to be on the same page with your spouse. Brian and I had a previous conversation about these things that were happening. And we agreed that we were going to slow down the, the after-school routine. Because usually the after-school routine is that they come home, they eat a snack, and then we change their clothes to their geese, and then we go to jiu-jitsu class. So what did we do? We didn't go to jiu-jitsu class for weeks, <laughs> for these first three weeks. Why? Because... It's too much. And Brian and I agreed on that. Yesterday was the first time in, after they entered school that we went to jiu-jitsu. It was, it was the first time after three weeks. So what did I do? I just witnessed their release, their emotional release, however it came, with crying, with however it came. And then I was more relaxed because I didn't have in my head, okay, Marcela, you need to end this as soon as possible so you can put their geese on and go to jiu-jitsu. I didn't have that extra stress in my head. So I kind of released myself to the moment and that helped a lot. Yeah. And how did that, how did that go transitioning back to going to an extracurricular act activity after school? It was with consent, with the twins' consent. Okay. Yesterday I said, okay, boys, we haven't been in jiu-jitsu for three weeks. Thursdays are fun day. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday are gi day, you know, working on the mat, on their skills. But Thursday is always fun day. And yesterday was fun day. And I, I was very aware of that. It was intentional. And I said, today's fun day at jiu-jitsu. Do you want to go back? And then they said, oh, fun day. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and we went back. <laughs> So hopefully next week we're going to go back to the regular days that they're going to be working on their skills. Great. Now about the evening routine, whenever Brian gets home, I'm curious what that looks like. What did you guys decide together um, for the evening routine to run smoothly? So again, we have, you have to be on the same page. We agreed in advance because I run a business. 
Yeah. I need to work. I work in the mornings, but the mornings is more meetings, recording the podcast, a lot of content, recording ads. The lighting is good, so I use it just to content, content creation. Mm-hmm. And the evenings is more for backend. So that's the time that I go on the sales pages, I update different things on the backend, and I use that time for that. So he knows that after he comes from school, I take one hour to work in the business. So what we do is that he comes from school, he kind of like, he showers, and then after he showers, I'm like, okay, here are the twins. (laughs) And then what happens after that is that he gives them the dinner, he takes care of the the shower or the bath, and then after that, I come out. I, I finish work, I come on, then I do the, with Brian, we do together the night routine, the bedtime. And that, that seems to be working pretty smoothly for you guys. Have you noticed any changes since the kids went back to school? Uh, smoothly? <laughs> Let's talk about what smoothly <laughs> means. <laughs> it has not been smoothly in the sense of that when I come out, the twins are craving Brian. They are because they only see him two and a half hours every day. Yeah. When they wake up, he's gone. Like, yeah, right now he's gone because he puts his back, their backpacks in the car and then he goes. Today they woke up and he wasn't here. Yeah. And then they come from school and it's just me. And then Brian comes. So he cannot, like, even if I try to brush their teeth or to put their jammies on, they just want Brian, Brian, Brian. And it's a challenge because he's tired too. Yeah. Uh, so it's been challenging that portion. Yeah, of I imagine. Okay, so after I told you my ups and downs, my highs and lows, <laughs> what do you get from this episode? Looking forward to Peyton being in school soon. I think, first of all, I... I'm thankful to have processed through this stuff with Jason and, and to be on the same page with him. And I, I want to encourage our listeners again, if you are in the place that I used to be in as a mom with a husband who was not fully on board with gentle parenting, parenting with understanding, um, I would really encourage you to look into the on the same page event that we did. Again, that is linked in the description of this podcast. And you're going to get the tools there that Jason and I use to get on the same page. And so if you're thinking, how do I do this? How do we get on the same page? That's it. That's the event that you need. And then really just looking forward to those years. And I am kind of, maybe I'm a weird one, but I really look forward to the challenges in parenting because I feel like those are where I grow the most as a parent, you know, and as a wife. So I think that, you know, we have a routine right now, but we're going to have to really nail it down. Another thing that is a takeaway is um, understanding myself. I also struggle with executive functioning and with time management and my husband does not. And so really just utilizing our strengths to help one another in those moments rather than to banter and fight. And that was just very encouraging for me to be reminded of. So thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. 
So if you received anything valuable out of this episode, leave us a review. Open this podcast, leave us a review, tell us how it has helped you so far. Remember, if you are one of HIC Parenting's customers, you can access our customers' private Facebook group. It's called the HIC Cycle Breaker private Facebook group. You can look for us on Facebook or open the episode and it's there as well. And remember, it only takes understanding to transform your parenting. Follow us at High Input Club, at The Considered Mama on Instagram, on TikTok. And I'll see you next time. Bye.